Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, April 22nd, 5.51 a.m. Central Time. As I speak here, July corn futures down a half cent at 7.94 and three quarters. December corn down four cents at 7.34 and three quarters. July soybeans down four at 17.15 and a half. November beans down one and three quarters at 15.30. July Chicago wheat down 10 and a half at 10.66 and a quarter last. July Kansas City wheat down three at 11.40 and a half. July spring wheat is down two at 11.50. Two and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it, guys. Leave me a rating or review if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're getting very close to my long-standing goal of 5,000 YouTube subscriptions. So uh, make sure you subscribe, like these videos, leave me a comment. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information every single business day. You'll get my more morning email, which goes out every business day before 6 a.m. Central. That includes all of my grain marketing recommendations, a ton of weather info, all sorts of charts and graphics. This also includes my daily subscriber-only videos. I do a new subscriber-only video every single business day. I did one yesterday and tried to answer this question. Why is corn $8? Uh, I'll tell you this. It doesn't have anything uh, to do with what USDA has printed on their balance sheets to this point. I talked about a lot of things, including Ukraine, inflation, uh, U.S. planting issues, all of those items. So if you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up for that premium deal. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel it at any time. There is no other fee. There is no other obligation. Uh, nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Russian wheat exports continue and may actually increase drastically. Reuters reporting this week that Russian exporters have largely been able to manage payment issues despite Western sanctions and that exports continue from the Russian side of the Black Sea. Well-followed private group Sov Econ estimates new crop Russian wheat exports at 41 million metric tons, which would be a year-over-year increase of 21% if realized and, and just shy of a record uh, in regard to exports. Andre Sizov, who's the head of Sov Econ, said this, Global demand is not going anywhere. If the Ukraine's ports remain closed, part of the demand will switch to Russia. But if there is a peace agreement, Ukraine will start supplying very quickly. That group is estimating that Russia will harvest a record wheat crop of 87.4 million metric tons. So uh, this news story and what Sovikon is saying, uh, it's, it's all very optimistic in regard to Russian crop prospects. Russian exports, uh, still a lot of unknowns when it comes to Ukraine. But uh, when I read this article just in a vacuum and I look at this stuff, this doesn't suggest to me that uh, wheat futures on the CME should be $10, $11, $12. It, it, it feels to me like we're overpriced uh, given this sort of stuff. But again, you've got so many issues here. I mean, we don't know if Ukraine's going to harvest their winter wheat crop. We don't know if there's going to be a ceasefire ever. This thing could last months or years. I mean, nobody really knows at this point. In regard to Russia, uh, it sounds like they've been able to kind of skirt the sanctions uh, to this point. But what if the sanctions uh, were to stiffen and uh, kind of eliminate Russia's ability to process these payments? There's there's a lot of issues here, and all of that uncertainty is is still supportive to prices, I think, at least in my opinion. Ukrainian farmers are in the process of planting spring crops. The country's ag ministry said this week that 20 percent 
of expected acreage had been planted. Ukraine's government in general continues to believe that total spring acreage will decline by about 20%. The ministry added that areas featuring intense conflict could see plantings drop by 70% versus last year. Uh, the decrease could be 30 to 40% in northern areas that need to be demined. Uh, the Ag Ministry in Ukraine has not really provided any estimates in regard to uh, production forecasts, export forecasts, any of those things. Uh, they haven't really talked much about acreage rotation. Um, that There had been some talk previously that uh, corn acreage would be lost and that other crops would be uh, planted uh, instead. So there's, there's a lot of unknowns here, but there is some planting activity in Ukraine. Drought in the United States remains pretty active. The U.S. winter wheat crop is your big issue here. USDA estimates that 70% of that crop is experiencing a drought, and most of that is here in the Southern Plains, your HRW areas, your Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska. Uh, those sort of areas have been very dry. There's really not a ton of relief in sight, so that's probably your biggest issue. In regard to corn, USDA estimates that 29% of the crop is experiencing a drought, and there's a lot of overlap there. Southern Plains, uh, Western Corn Belt, and, and into the Northern Plains are your issue is your issue uh, areas in regard to corn. In regard to soybeans, 19% of that crop experiencing a drought, 40% of U.S. spring wheat areas experiencing drought. So we still have some uh, issues here, certainly. Old crop export sales of corn, soybeans, and wheat were generally poor last week. Uh, net sales of old crop corn were down 34% on the week. Old crop soybean sales down 16%. Wheat sales for the old crop marketing year uh, were terrible at 26,000. That was a marketing year low. Uh, one bright spot here is new crop soybean sales. U.S. exporters sold 1.2 million metric tons of new crop U.S. soybeans last week. Accumulated new crop commitments are the best on record seasonally at more than 10 million metric Metric tons were 36% above last year's pace in regard to new crop uh, sales of U.S. soybeans. So these are beans that will be shipped after, after September 1st, of course. Um, a lot of that has to do with uh, the light South American crop, the big shortfall in production. Accumulated new crop wheat commitments are just slightly better than average. They're about 10% better than last year. So as I've discussed before, we've seen no big increase uh, in U.S. export business despite this Russia-Ukraine situation. We have some rains that are active over parts of the Corn Belt this morning. You've got this system over Iowa, parts of Minnesota, some snow rain mix over North Dakota. This is going to move into uh, Wisconsin northern Illinois, places like that. Uh, scattered rains, again, in the northern plains. Uh, some of these same areas will see additional rains through Sunday, Monday, next week. And then you're going to see maybe a five-day stretch of drying uh, during the, the middle part of next week. And then you'll see some rains return by Friday, Saturday next week. So I think that there will be an uptick in planting activity uh, in regard to corn uh, in some places next week. Other places will need time to uh, warm up and, and kind of dry down, but a uh, little bit of a drier window coming next week. A 50 basis point rate hike from the Fed is, is a near guarantee next month. Financial markets have discounted uh, essentially a guarantee of a half point uh, rate hike next month and have also discounted several more rate hikes this year. Treasury markets now suggest that the Fed fund rate by the end of 2022 will be somewhere around 3%, two and three quarters up to three and a quarter. The current target is a quarter point up to a half point. So we're looking for, for some uh, uh, quick increases to the Fed fund rate here. 
Fed Chair Jerome Powell said this yesterday, it is appropriate in my view to be moving a little more quickly. I also think there is something to be said for front end loading any accommodation one thinks is appropriate. I would say 50 basis points will be on the table for the May meeting. Yield on the U.S. Uh, 10-year Treasury sits just below 3% this morning. It bottomed at 0.3% in March of 2020. So rates continue to rise. Uh, bonds continue to tumble. The U.S. stock market sold off on these comments from Powell yesterday. It had traded higher, uh, finished the day uh, lower yesterday. The cattle market had a good day yesterday, higher in live cattle, sharply higher in feeder cattle. Uh, there was some light cash trade, as good as 147 yesterday, but I think it was pretty light. Most of it uh, for the week has been 140. The boxes were a little lower yesterday. Uh, in the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is marginally higher. The S&P is down 14, the Dow down 112, bonds off a little bit, gold's down 10 bucks, crude oil down about a buck and a half, still sitting above 100 or 101. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Um, I will have a video posted, a special episode posted tomorrow morning, but uh, I'll talk to you guys again Monday.